Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes! Yes! Y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program that has caught its breath. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on any other of your favorite platforms by which you consume video content, or the source of the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I have a chair over here at this table sitting over there at a desk with a computer sitting in front of her. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's our executive producer. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Monday. Happy Happy gloomy, area round. Happy gloomy Monday. Yeah, it's kind of grody outside. Grody. It, look outside and tell me you would not describe that as grody. Well, okay. It's also not 1996. It is grody. Today is Monday, as the nice lady said. November 14th, 2022. I don't want to sound alarms, but it's 10 days to Thanksgiving. Okay? 10 days to Thanksgiving. Go to the store today. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. Go to the store today. Uh, happy birthday to... Who's, who was born today? You got any, any people who were born today? No. None of your friends were born today? I don't think not, so. not Chopper, Andy, or Yeah, I Goof missed Chopper Andy's birthday the any other your, day. Um, any your, let's see. Born Goof today. Have the same birthday. Happy birthday to, oh, King Charles. King Charles. You know, like new king. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's taken over. Yeah. He's 74. And he looks imagine like getting a job. Pro- imagine getting a job promotion at 73. And he he really looks <laughs> and like be he's like, like you've been waiting for like 40, 50 years for the job promotion. And then it comes along when you're 73. Anyway, happy birthday, King Charles. Episode 1497 on today's show, folks. Big show. we got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to football weekend. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Erion County Hornets. Coach Don Kofel is going to join us. Erion County beat May. Uh, knocking out the two-time, it's hard to say like two-time reigning, reigning runner-up. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like, I'm trying to think of that. But a team that has made the title game the last two years, May, mm-hmm. knocked them out in a wild one for their first playoff win since 1971. That's crazy. 
So we'll talk with Coach John Kofel coming up here in a little bit, and then we will roll out the Mr. Technical Player of the Week nominees and some other gizmos and gadgets between there. Um, one thing I want to bring up, and, and, and normally I would do this on the pre-show, but I want to make sure that this makes the podcast. Um, there was really terrible news to come out of the Texas high school football com- world this weekend. Um, speaking of six-man football, Anton head coach Matthew Hoover uh, – passed away suddenly this weekend. He was only 38 years old. He is is known around the six-man community as just being a real prince and and a guy who was super well-respected. He had Anton, and from a football sense, which is obviously not important right now, but from a football sense, he had Anton really trending in the right direction, and um, things were like moving in the right direction, and, and he is known as just a guy that, Nobody had any any ill word no, to say about. Never. Um, and uh, he's as I mentioned, thirty eight. He leaves behind a wife and four daughters. Uh, just gut wrenching stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have set up a GoFundMe for his family. Uh, I tweeted out the link. I know that it's like holiday season and like purse strings are tight and wallets are 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 constricted a bit but if you've got the means to to throw a couple bucks in the bucket like for that family that would really really mean a lot i know so um we're certainly thinking about the hoover family and the entire six-man football community because that's just that's a tough tough yeah when i saw when i saw your tweet i was like oh that's terrible you never want to hear that from anyone but man when it's one of the good guys like that it's really hard to stomach i know let me do a hard divide here yes hard divide do we first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. Sorry. It was, let's see, Nick Morton, Christopher 100, Rob Hadaway, and Coach Terry Crawford on to round two. Congratulations to, to Abbott. Big game for them this week. Pickle! Hit the air raid time. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. A lot to overreact to. A lot to overreact to. A Let fun me- round. Talk home. I'm going to tweet out that we're talking six man football <laughs> because we are. Because we've got Dan Kofel, Don Kofel coming up. Not to overreact to from the first round of the playoffs. So, my three big thoughts. Thought number one a standard level of chaos. So, last year, I f- feel like we were sitting here doing this very segment. Mm hmm. I'm talking about what a wild by-district round of the playoffs it was. Yeah, there were some big old landmines. On and on about, man, everywhere you looked, it was just chaotic. Chaotic. As I sat and I and, and on, on Friday and I kind of overlooked the, the Texas high school football landscape, my overall thought was like, yeah, that's about normal. Now, that's not to say that it was predictable, Okay. Because I think you had a fair amount of maybe not stunners, mm-hmm. but at the very least, you had a fair amount of games that were really surprising. I believe we ended up having 12 four seeds beat one seeds. Mm-hmm. So those, like by themselves, district champions losing the first round of the playoffs. Uh, you had stunners that I would like to say. Spearman beat Abernathy mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. That's a stunner. Yep. Right? Brazos, Wallace Brazos beat Lexington. Yep. That's a stunner. That's a team that Matt Stepp picked to win the region. Big Spring beating El Paso Riverside. Big Spring over El Paso Riverside, right? You had those. You also, and I think this is important to, to characterize this as well, you also had a good number of near misses. 
Okay, mm-hmm. there were a number of contenders that were in dogfights um, that pulled it out. South Oak Cliff against Mansfield Summit. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Ten to seven. Uh, f- finished twelve seven. Twelve yeah. seven. And they were down. They were down at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, they that was that was on our radar and and sirens going off. Cuero needed overtime to beat Salado. Shout out to the Eagles of Salado who gave them everything they wanted. Cuero survives and advances, right? They don't ask you how, they ask you how many, especially this time of year. Highland Park. Highland Park was knotted up 28 all at halftime mm-hmm. of their game against uh, Richardson Berkner, maybe? I think, yeah, yeah, yes. Which now they have Geyer on the agenda. You, so, um. Yeah. <laughs> you had a fair number of not only the upsets, but also the what could have been. The other side of the chaos that I really like that I think differs from last year is if you have been locked into Texas high school football, some of the brand names like Allen and Denton Ryan going down might not have been the most surprising thing. Mm. But if you haven't been locked in and you're used to those, like I had a friend of mine who d- follows, but not very yeah. heavy. And we he had a lot goes, of casuals checking Yeah, right. oh my God, didn't Ryan lost? What happened? And I was like, I honest, I would be lying to you if I said that wasn't the most surprising thing in the world. Like, Yeah, I think I picked Ryan, but like... But yeah, I felt like it was a coin flip game. game. But when you come in and you mm-hmm. see the brand names like Allen and Denton Ryan, everyone's like, oh my God. Uh, I tweeted this, but Allen, Denton Ryan, and Euless Trinity all do not win a playoff game. First time that's happened since 1999 that all of them wow. didn't win a playoff game. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing is that like the there, there were a fair number of blue bloods mm-hmm. that bit the dust. Yep. Right? We also did have a defending state champ go down, although I would not cons- uh, categorize it as an upset with no. Lorena losing to Columbus. I would say that is about right. Mm-hmm. It's a close game. Columbus wins. Yeah, Lorena's very young, but they still had a good team. Yeah, exactly. But we did lose another state champion. But the rest of the state, I thought, was overall relatively chalky. So that's why I would categorize the first round of the playoffs as a standard level of chaos. Thought number two, Lone Star Bell Curve. I don't know why this caught my eye yesterday, but I was looking through and I, like I was, I was just looking through the standings of college football because I know how to party. Looking through the standings, I'm not talking about rankings. I'm talking about like the actual conference standings. And something struck me. So there are 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas, soon to be 13. Fact. Of those 12, eight of them are between four and six and six and four. Eight of them. And what's so interesting, here's the thing. You've got, I think, and I think this is a perfect encapsulation of what we've seen in Texas college football this year. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect bell curve. Okay? You have two teams that I think everyone would categorize as pretty good. You can we can talk about whether they're elite or not, but they're pretty good. They have a great chance to win their conference. TCU TCU. and UTSA. Mm -hmm. Right? Pretty good. You also have two teams that I think people would categorize as having a rough one. A&M and Texas State. Right? You have these two, these two like, tails. And then you have the eight teams up here right in the big middle. And what does that say about the state of college football in the state of, in, in Texas? I, I think that a, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, cannibalism going on, right? 
TCU beats Texas, so mm-hmm. that drops Texas out of into the six and four range, right? Right. Um, so there, there, certainly that that matters. But I think what that really tells us is that this is more or less the way that college football in the state of Texas on an average year is going to look. Now, hopefully there will be some, with real, maybe with realignment, there will be some some movement that will have maybe three teams up near the top or four teams up well, near yeah, the top. Well, yeah, because at that point you're adding more conferences. And they are in different conferences, right? There's no reason it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is this is kind of a standard way. We've had years where there's just a lot of bad football. Maybe there's only one great team. Uh, we've had a lot of years. We've had a couple of years where we've had three or four contenders. Right. But this is, right now in college football, 10 weeks in, I think it's fair to say that we just have a perfect bell curve as far as college football is concerned. Yeah, that feels right. I was going to say, yeah, that we're adding a conference, but I guess we're really not because they're already, A&M is already in the SEC, yeah. so those two are just moving Shifting over, but it'll be, it'll still be the same number USA, of conferences. Yeah. Still be the same number of conferences, five conferences. Uh, yeah, it'll be SEC, Big 12, AAC, Conference USA, and Sunbelt. Yeah. But we're going to shift some things around. And thought number three, wheat and chaff. There are some complainers out there who like to, every year, they come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and talk about how many, how too many teams make the playoffs. Every year, it's the same tweets from the same people. And it's just, you know, I've just muted them all on Twitter. But now, now, if you are not ready to lock in on high school football, then you just probably were never ready to lock in on high school mm-hmm. football because we're down to, I would say that we have eliminated almost all of the chaff. Now, do I think that every team left can win a state championship? No, I do not. But as far as those teams that people like to complain make the playoffs, mm-hmm. almost all of them are gone, and the ones that are left beat a good team in round one. Mm-hmm. So we have separated the so-called wheat from the so-called chaff. Well, and I and always think, time. like, I I almost responded to someone on Twitter the other day, and I was like, it's not worth it. But the biggest one... Hard correct. Per, yeah, it's, yes. it's just not worth it. But, like, the biggest example that I can give is we've talked so much about District 10 5A Division 1 mm-hmm. where Richmond Foster was like a 7 and 4 team and they they missed the playoffs like yep. for every bad district there's a district like that where someone's getting left out with a really good record also anyone who complains about more football just does not compute in my brain not not friends i mean we did have 1 2 3 4 5 you said we had 6, 12 7, 8, 4 9, seeds 10, beat 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 we had 19 districts that swept through the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 10-5A Division One's is perfect example of that, mm-hmm. which means you had four seeds that won playoff games. Yep. Now, there's five, six-man, there's a couple, six-man districts, that's not all. Right. All that's to say, whatever you're complaining, that complaining time's over. Because mm-hmm. now, we're into the nitty-gritty. Those are three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Louisville quarterback Ethan Terrell, who was excellent in their win over Allen. 54 yards and a touchdown passing, 164 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. They did not have an answer for him. And the fighting farmers defend home field there at Max Goldsmith Stadium. Let's go. A helmet sticker to UTSA running back Kavorian Barnes. Um, 
this kid has really emerged as a real game changer and and I think in many respects the lead back for this uh for this UTSA team um he ran 11 times for 103 yards and two touchdowns in their big win their romp over Louisiana Tech um and and yeah Kavorian Barnes doing work the pride of San Augustine Texas and a helmet sticker to Clarendon running back Jamari Davis. I tweeted this last night, but I think it's interesting that Clarendon has just decided to make the plane out of Jamari Davis mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The Texas Tech commit ran 15 times for 275 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. Three teams to watch. Big spring. Um, a perfect example of a four over a one. Um, and and a team that I think is peaking at the right time, playing really good football, and came up with an incredible play. Cannon McWilliams, their coach, first of all, all-name team. Mm-hmm. But Cannon McWilliams tweeted what was the game-winning touchdown. Go find it on Twitter. I'll, I'll try to retweet it. Uh, an incredible individual effort to pull off the stunning win. But keep it on Big Spring. They're a team to, keep it on, to, 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 to watch. I cheated here. Mary Harden Baylor, Trinity, and Harden Simmons. Uh, If you were sleeping this weekend, which, hey, respect, the Division III NCAA bracket came out. And the state of Texas has, for the first time since 2011, three teams in the NCAA Division III bracket. Mary Harden Baylor, Trinity, and Harden Simmons. Mary Harden Baylor won the ASC, so they got an automatic bid. They they host Huntington at noon on Saturday. Um... Then Trinity repeated as champions of the of the SAA, and they will go and uh, believe it or not, they get to host Harden Simmons. So we'll get Harden Simmons and Trinity in the first round of the playoffs, which will be a lot of fun. How cool is that? And finally, Lake Travis. <clears throat> so this was the big game on Valley Sports Southwest. Yeah, they figured it out. I, I talked a lot about this on the show, but I want to reiterate, there's going to be a lot of talk about who wasn't playing in this game because mm-hmm. Mason Cochran, the quarterback for Round Rock, was not, did not play, or at least was, they tried to, to play him, mm-hmm. and he was, I was watching on a television screen, he was visibly struggling, visibly hurt. So they were turned to a backup quarterback. But I thought Lake Travis really took it to him, and I thought it was a coaching masterclass from Hank Carter in the second half. They started grinding it out on the ground. Uh, their quarterback, Caden Leone, stepped up in a big way. Sam Self's a big target on the outside, and their defense yeah. locked them down. And like Lake Travis, is they, they go into Cibola Steel this week, and they, it's going to be a tough game, but Lake Travis has got to be brimming with confidence at the moment. Three to see, South Oak Cliff and Lovejoy. Anxiety Bowl. Live on Texan Live. Is that right? Sneak peek for you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nice. We grabbed that Saturday. Saturday. Anxiety Bowl. (laughs) I'll talk about it on the picks this week. Anxiety Bowl for both these teams. TCU and Baylor. I think this is TCU's last real hurdle. Mm -hmm. I want to say they close against Iowa State. Um, This is their last real hurdle. And if they go and they, they beat Baylor on the road against a team that wants to wouldn't love nothing more yeah, than to ruin good. their season. That's a good rivalry. So we'll find out. And then how about this? Anna and Stephenville. Live on Texan Live. Oh really? I have not seen the Texan I'm Live schedule. Work this week, boy. Anna and Stephenville on Texan Live. That game is gonna be certified. It's going to be really good. Two big offenses. Who comes up with stops? It'll be a lot of fun. That's three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. 
We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to team up this year with Ozarka to honor excellence in high school football. Selecting one school in each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. Each team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 12 by district playoffs. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. In 6A, Sheldon C.E. King. Quit laughing at me. Sheldon C.E. King, despite finishing fourth in a rough and tumble district 21-6A, the Panthers were ready for the playoffs, exploding past District 26A champion Channel View with a resounding 70-14 win. In 5A, Victoria West, just days after the death of senior offensive lineman Diego Martin, the Warriors would not be denied as Camden Repper hit Zachary Sanchez for a game-winning 15-yard touchdown pass with 48 seconds left to top San Antonio Southwest 21-16. In 4A, Gerald, the Cougars sprung one of the biggest upsets of the first round of the playoffs, cruising past district champ Divine. 31-14 earned their first playoff win since 2015. In 3A, Spearman, the Lynx blitz district champion Abernathy using a terrific defensive effort to upset the Antelopes 21-7. In 2A, Hamilton, the Bulldogs in their first playoff win since 2011 with a 41-15 upset win over district champion Tioga. In 1A, Erion County, about to talk with their coach. The Hornets took down two-time defending state finalist May in a 104-91 thriller, earning the program's first playoff win since 1971. And in the private school ranks, Hazlitt Heritage Christian. The Lions surged past Mineral Wells Community 69-24 to clinch a spot in the TCAF state championship game for a fourth time in five seasons. So those are your Week 12 Ozarka Fueled by Nature teams of the week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. We have a hard and fast rule around here that if you win your first playoff game in more than 50 years, we just bring you on the program. That's why we're pleased to be joined with the head coach of the Erion County Hornets, Coach John Kofel joins us. Coach, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. How are things in beautiful Mertz in Texas? Uh, pretty bright right now. Okay. Well, no complaints. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, 
you guys uh, did something that hasn't been done in a couple years, which is to uh, beat May in anything other than a state championship game. Um, and, and I'm interested going into your, your contest with, with May, what your message to your guys was uh, before you guys went out there and locked horns with them. Uh, message was to battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in. We were in for a dogfight. We knew we were. Uh, that coaching staff over there at May is top notch. No, no question. Coach Steele's been around a long time. We knew he's going to be ready for everything we had, and uh, we knew as a coaching staff we had to work pretty hard to even come close to matching up with them. And then uh, you know, athletically, uh, May is just top top tier team. Obviously, been to the state championship the last two years. And uh, we knew it was a tall mountain to climb, but we, you know, we, we felt like it was our turn. You know, they beat us the last two years in the first round, and uh, we just felt like we had a better chance this year than we had in the past. Well, and, and you guys, you know, you mention uh, that they've beaten you the past couple of times. Um, there's also the whole thing of it's been since 1971 that Arian County's won a, a playoff game. Was that... Uh, was that history, both the recent history against May and just the overall history of the program, was that a topic of conversation, or was it one foot in front of the other, we're just playing a football game? Uh, both, honestly. I mean, yes, of course, it couldn't not be a topic of conversation because, because you know, if you haven't won a playoff game in 51 years <laughs> and and you got a shot to do it, it man, it's, it's obviously a topic – in, in the locker room, in the community especially, not necessarily in their locker room as much, but in the community especially, so it can't help but leak into the uh, locker room. But honestly, it was a it was a football game, and it's a chance to advance and move on. And we have seven seniors on this team, and mm-hmm. and their leadership was key and vital and amazing. And uh, the energy and practice was obviously big. We were just really looking forward to getting that chance back at May, and you know we we kind of looked forward to that from day one. That, that chance to play May again. So, yeah, the 51 years, absolutely, make history. That was part of part of the motivation. Um, but, you know, just to keep going and get past that first round was huge for us. Talking with Don Kofel, the head coach at Erie County here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Um, coach, this was an opportunity, you know, not I, 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 whenever I talk with folks about six-man football who are maybe not familiar with it, I think they think of it as like, basketball on turf, back and forth, scoring here and there and stuff like that. And, and I told him, hey, you know, there's actually great defense played in a lot of these games. Um, 104-91, you guys are not really helping my cause in talking people <laughs> in, into the, the defensive side of this. Was this the kind of game you anticipated uh, with with the Tigers? Uh, to be honest with you, yes. <laughs> I, think, I think both the coaching staffs anticipated it because we felt like we were both uh, pretty – pretty effective offensively and knew it was going to be a struggle to stop the other one with the athletes on the other side, you know, uh, and, and a lot of friends, a lot of old coaches, you know, harassing me a little bit while wow, you left the defense at home. <laughs> Honestly, man, we, we didn't, uh, may is just that good. Um, and, and I'm telling you, we, we did everything we could do to stop them. And we got, uh, three takeaways in that game, uh, two pick sixes and a strip score that was called back on a, on a block in the back. But, you know, and we had three kids in double digits and tackles. I mean, it, it was just a war. Uh, one of the guys, I believe, who had 
those two pick sixes, you're probably being a little too modest, is a gentleman by the name of Trevin Kofel. Uh, he had he had himself quite a ball game uh, in, in the big win with uh, 193 yards, four touchdowns passing, 22 tackles, and two pick sixes. Um, uh, I'm always interested in the dynamic there uh, where, where, where Trevin's out there. Uh, how... How is how has this year been for he's of course been a basketball standout, been a football standout for for a number of years. Um, how has this year been for you and for him, uh, and and how you know satisfying was it to experience this particular win uh, with him? Absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute blessing to coach my son. Um, I'm obviously a proud coach, but more so a proud father mm-hmm. um, because of you know what he's accomplished. Uh, not just in the stats, but as as a leader as well, and uh, you know that goes extends past my son in, in in this senior class especially, and and then some younger kids that have done well. But yeah, an absolute blessing. It's it's uh, he's such a coachable young man, and just uh, as well as as well as all these boys are, we wouldn't be in the position we're in. And uh, but yeah, I, I just. I just can't get any other words out of my mouth other than a blessing to get to coach my son. You know, the other thing, obviously, you guys, this has just been a history-making year for you guys. You guys got your first district championship since 2004 this year as well as you guys are, are now 10-0 and on the season. Um, you've been here, Erin County's had had uh, a, a unique history. Uh, they played a long time at 11-man before back in 2019. Uh, they move up to the to the move to the six-man world and, and back to the six-man world, I should say, and you come over and, and take over the job. I'm, I, I, we've heard so many from people about why you're such a good fit for this program. I'm interested in kind of the reverse of that question. Why, why, why is Erin County the right place for you? Uh-huh. Uh, I spent 24 years in Iredell, Texas, mm-hmm. and, and I love I love that place. It's a it's a wonderful place, and you know I had no intentions of leaving. The superintendent here at the time, Brian Gray, called me up. He was a soup for me back in 06, 07 in Iredell, and uh, he asked me to come out, and I told him no, and here I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's an, it's a longer story than that, but I mean that's basically the gist of it, and. He asked me to come out and visit. If it's not for me, no hard feelings. Well, I come out and visit and just just fell in love. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh, it was another version of where I was, just bigger, better opportunities for my son. Um, it was not West Texas, what I pictured West Texas to be, <laughs> dust and, <laughs> and uh, tumbleweed. And uh, it's, it's beautiful here in Mertzen. And uh, just community is wonderful. Admins, just facilities just everything it, it was just a it was a great great thing great move for my son academically um as well as athletically and uh yeah it just it was a no-brainer when uh when i came and visited and through a lot of prayer because i was not uh i was not i came out kicking and screaming but i knew it was where i was supposed to be <laughs> One last question for Don Kopel, the head coach of the Erie and County Hornets here. Uh, coach, it's on to the next one, on to the area round, uh, and a chance to make even more history. Uh, and uh, 6 o'clock Thursday in Sonora, you guys will take on a team that you're pretty familiar with. Uh, the, the Lakey Eagles are here. Uh, they, you, of course, played them back in Week 6 and came away with a with a 61-6 to victory. Um, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. I think they're better than their record shows that they are. Um, yes, sir. I, I'm interested how, you know, what what you're going to be up against on Thursday, uh, a team you have already beaten, but is certainly playing their best football right now. 
Absolutely. And for them to that Leverett's Chapel team, I thought was the real deal. And then and they, they found a way to beat them. So obviously they have uh, really found their rhythm. And with a veteran coach and Coach Nichols, uh, I, I believe they're going to come out ready to play and, and really look to uh, change the flip the script on us. Um, I, I think the keys to victory for us is stay focused, stay locked in and, uh, you know, stay clean and, and get after them like we did in May. He's Don Kofel. He's the head coach of the 10-0 Erion County Hornets, bound for the area round, playoff winners for the first time since 1971. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win, and uh, go get Lakey on Thursday. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. There he goes, Don Kofel, head coach of the Erion County Hornets. Super cool story. That's awesome. Super duper cool story. Actually, I believe our friend, uh, Amy McDaniel, mm-hmm. um, she is... She DM me about this. She is. I want to say she's from. Erion oh County. yeah, she graduated from. We had yeah. Amy on. Uh, yeah, she's an Erion County. We grad. had Amy on WTF, and so she was telling us about that. The Erion County. Because she was there when they were still. The stadium's named after her dad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, she was there when they were still a two A program. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy one. Because I should say, um, they played eleven man football. Let me pull this up. I want to make sure I get this right because it's it is it is worth getting right. I mean, everything's worth getting. Well, because right. it was funny because we were asking her. You know, she's out there in kind of that mm-hmm. Concho Valley area. What's it like? You know, what was six man football like for you? And and we knew that she had graduated from Erie County, and so we were asking her about that. She's like, well, back in my day, it was uh, it was we're playing eleven man ball. Nineteen seventy six, they moved from six man to eleven man, mm-hmm. and then they were they played eleven man until twenty eight through twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the six man world again, and so it's been kind of back and forth. Don Kofel's a really inter- I didn't want to pry too much but he was there at Iredell he's the head coach at Iredell and then he kind of stepped down or stepped aside and let uh, Luis Casera take over and he was like this is the guy I want him to be the head coach and so like when he I think he he's pretty I I think what he I'm I'm certainly not accusing him of lying because I think that I think what he like everyone kind of figured all right he's going to be at Iredell that's just he's going to be like an assistant coach and I think he might have been AD there at at Iredell Um, but he's obviously Got something cooking out there at Erin County. And Trevin, Trevin is, his, if you don't know, his, his son, Trevin, is not only their best football player, but he's their best basketball player. Mm-hmm. He is a super-duper star. And it's and you be, would never know that from talking to his dad, no. you know. Well, you would know that that kid was good, but he might not throw the last name out there. Yeah, tre- yeah, Trevin, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's a good yeah. playmaker. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we appreciate Dan Kofel hopping or Don Kofel rather hopping on with us. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Pickle, one last thing to do. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas and the Tax Act Texas Bowl. are proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 deserving candidates for that week's award. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, we then leave it to you to vote at texasfootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Your Week 12... This is going to get tough. <laughs> Mr. Texas Player of the Week nominees. Comanche quarterback Leighton Welch went 11 for 16, 248 yards, five touchdowns through the air, 65 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Corpus Christi Miller, wide receiver and defense back Lonnie Atkism, seven catches, 190 yards, four touchdowns receiving. He had 10 tackles and an interception as well. 
Flatonia quarterback uh, Fidel Venegas, 20 of 28, 311 yards, six touchdowns passing, 88 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Cattle Mills quarterback Alfonso Gonzalez uh, threw for 125 yards and a touchdown and ran for 160 yards and five more scores. Byron Nelson quarterback Jake Wilson, 407 yards, six touchdowns passing for the head Bobcat. El Paso Eastwood quarterback Evan Minares, 224 yards and six touchdowns passing, 194 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Light work. Waco University wide receiver and safety Najee Drakes, four catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns receiving. He had 38 yards rushing. He had five tackles and two interceptions. <laughs> Do work. Los Fresnos quarter or cornerback Joshua Munoz, three tackles, three picks, two blocked field goals. Sunray quarterback Armando Luan. This is the game Step was at, I uh-huh. think, on Friday night? Thursday yes. Night, one of the nights. And he was like, dude, this kid's going off. 35 for 46, 504 yards, four touchdowns passing, 41 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. I think that was his Thursday game because he was Thursday, in Hereford yeah. on That's right. Friday. That's right. And finally, center running back Caden Dixon, 29 carries, 409 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. So those are your Week 12 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now on TexasFootball.com. Now it's time for final thoughts with Ashley Pickle, and I guess we should probably issue some programming notes this week. Um, yeah, we're not going to have WTF this week. Uh, that'll be I, everything else is Why? going to – I will be out of town. Everything else is going to be normal. Um, Where are you going? I'm going to New York. Why are you going to New York, Pickle? Because I have to attend an event. What event is it, Pickle? My presence has been requested. For what? Sports Business Journal is throwing their um, their cel- award celebration for their National 30 Under 30 list called New Voices Under 30, so I have to be there for yeah, that. Yeah, but why do you have to be there, Pickle? Because <laughs> I was named to the New Voices Under 30 list. Whoa! <laughs> So, yeah, I've got to do that. But don't worry. Everyone is being left in great hands. No, 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 no. No, let's care of the ship. No, uh, that's fine. You're right. Mallory's. We're still going to have TFT every day. Stuff like that. Mallory's going to take care of it. But let's dwell on this a little bit more. That we're not going to have WTF. But don't worry. We will have WTF next week. New voices under 30. Have they checked your ID? Yeah. I am, in fact, under 30. <laughs> so you're in the Sports Business Journal? Mm-hmm. And you get to go to a gala in New York? I do. To get an award? Uh, yes. And wear a dress and stuff? I don't know. I don't know about the dress. I, I was guessing I, on that. No, I, yeah, I do have to wear a dress. Yeah, it's a formal too. event, so. Well, that's very exciting. We're Thank all you. very proud of you. Thanks. Uh, and and uh, we'll try to keep the, the trains on time. But with me and Mallory, you know it's just going to go off the rails. <laughs> It'll be, Mallory will have everything under control. I need to I need to have that in my brain. Or oh, I'm she, struggling oh, hard enough. No, 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 no. To <laughs> be clear. Mallory will be great. I want to be very you, clear. It's, I get concerned Thank that you. you're going to run yes. her. <laughs> wild. Yeah. That is that is true. Yeah. That is true. Mallory like, will be perfectly fine. She gets fine. around me. I am. I really am. You remember You remember growing up, there was always one kid your mom didn't want you hanging, hanging out around with. Hanging around. Yeah. Like, he's a bad influence. influence. Yeah. I don't want you hanging around yeah, with Yeah, see, him. I, I feel that. bad because Mallory not only has to do like all of her job and she's taking over all of my job, she is also having to try and keep you 
to behave, and that's the difficult task. She'll crush my job, but you are the difficulty. But that is part of your job. <laughs> exactly, and I just feel bad because I know how hard that is. <laughs> anyway, we're very proud of you. Pickle. Thank you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Erion County Head Coach Don Kofel for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow with Mallory Hartley and I yeah. on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.